to our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ, yes. the blessed Holy Ghost that seals us and secures us until the day of redemption. To this great pastor, amen. Deacons, the officers, members, and friends, all of my brothers and sisters in Christ, I think I've come to the conclusion that this is a church that's just full of good singing folk. Amen. Amen. So God has blessed you to give you a gifted preacher and gifted singers. Amen. I need to say how pleased I am tonight to see my brother here, Robert Horney. Amen. Just a blessing. Amen. Just a blessing to see his his face. My wife is with me again tonight, and I thank God for that. Amen. As well as again, as some of our members are with us, and I appreciate so much their presence. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, beginning with verse number 1. Genesis chapter 12, beginning with verse number 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Thank you so much. Ask your prayers tonight as our subject is leaving the comfort zone. Leaving, leaving the comfort zone. Father, we thank you tonight for allowing us to gather around your word. We pray that you would give us sight and insight into your word. Give us tenacity of retention and readiness of recall. Help us to hold fast to the things that we learn here tonight. And most of all, we pray that it will exercise influence in our lives. Now, by faith, we thank you now for what you will do. We give you the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name and for Christ's sake, amen. amen. Leaving the comfort zone. Our Lord and Savior has given us the assurance that we need never, ever be concerned about the survival of the church. For he has said in no uncertain terms, upon this rock, I will build 
my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. <clears throat> so we take confidence in the fact that the survival of the church is guaranteed. However, as it relates to revival, as it relates to revitalization, as it relates to resurgence, as it relates to restoration, as it relates to renewal, we must come face to face with a most serious challenge. And let me forewarn us tonight that if we don't face it, we won't be able to fix it. Amen. I believe in my heart that the word of God is calling us as a people and as a church, saying to us, it is time to leave the comfort zone. Amen. He is saying to us, don't get comfortable where you are. Amen. Now, if we be honest, all of us have a, a sample or a symbol of Pilate's wash basin. All of us try to wash our hands of responsibility. Amen. If we be honest, we are used to running from responsibility. Amen. But I believe that there is a clarion call today that God is saying to all of us, do not be satisfied where you are. Let me, let me, let me suggest to you tonight that we will never change that which we are comfortable with. Amen. And let me go a step further and suggest that we cannot afford to get comfortable where we are. You, you see, comfort Comfort will impede your progress. The comfort zone is an enemy to progress. And we have to be careful. We have to be careful because our conduct has a tendency over a period of time to develop into a pattern. For example, if you're not used to coming to Sunday school, over a period of time, you will stay in that pattern. If you are not used to tithing, over a period of time, it will establish a pattern. 
and you actually become set in that pattern. Amen. And so set in that pattern that the very idea that you need to change, you can develop a resentment towards. You see, Pastor Venice, that's what makes preaching so difficult. Amen. It's trying to preach to comfortable folk. Amen. Amen. And you can tell when you hit them. Because they're with you up until and immediately following. <laughs> Let me suggest to you, my brothers and sisters, that each of us must beware of the comfort zone. Amen. God works in a pattern. God will take you from one comfort level, make you uncomfortable, and then take you to a greater level of comfort. Isn't it interesting that the Prince of Peace is also the disturber of the peace? Now, now, I bring this up, I bring this up tonight because we live in a time where so many people don't want to ever be made uncomfortable. Amen. But it, it is true, spiritually even, it's true. No pain, no gain. Uh, if, if every woman in here who's a mother will tell you that you don't birth anything, that, 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 that without having some pain. And, and I believe that the church is pregnant. I believe that, that the church is pregnant, and I believe that, that God, the obstetrician of glory, is trying to get us to see that we've already dilated. We've already dilated. And now all we have to do is just push. Amen. And if we're prepared, if we're prepared to push, then we can leave these hospitals with a bundle of joy. God takes us from one level where we feel as if everything is all right. And yet, he puts something in us, amen, which will no longer allow us to be satisfied on the level where we were. So God brings you from a comfortable place to an uncomfortable place and then to a greater level of comfort. So I want to say tonight that if you're under the sound of my voice and you are uncomfortable right now, hold your hope. 
you're really all right because God is not going to leave you there in that place of comfort. See, in 2013, God comes both to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. God will come. God will come when you think that everything is all right. He'll come and rock your world. He'll come and rock your world. Amen. Amen. Mother and father took their little boy to the hospital for surgery. Little boy was laughing and playing prior to surgery. But when they came in the recovery room to see him afterwards and ask him, son, how do you feel? He said, well, I felt much better before the operation. <laughs> Amen. My brothers and my sisters, sometimes God will rock your world. He has a way of uniquely disturbing the comfortable and then comforting the disturbed. And I thought that since we had this time together, that we ought to be warned that each of us must leave the comfort zone. We need to head for that zone where Paul is able to say, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now, the next thing that I want to share with you is you have to have a vision beyond where you are, a vision that will show you yourself beyond where you are. But one of the best things I know about Jesus is that we are blessed with the good news that no one needs stay the way they are. Ah, oh, that's good news. That's, that's good news, I tell you. Amen. Just as a desert can be irrigated and turned into a fertile place, so also seemingly hopeless cases of personal failure can be cured. Amen. As a matter of fact, turn to your neighbor and tell them, say, you don't look like what you've been through. Amen. 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 That's the kind of God we, that's the kind of God we serve. Amen. Amen. And that's why, that's why you have to leave the comfort zone. I hear Amos, I hear Amos running all over town saying, uh, be not at ease in Zion. Amen. You see, the problem, the problem with the comfort zone is, is that your perspective is limited when you're in the comfort zone. You don't see anything new in the comfort zone. Everything looks the same to you in the comfort zone. You don't, you don't learn anything new in the comfort zone. Matter of fact, it's hard for anybody to tell you anything in the comfort zone. Amen. And then the problem is, is that the comfort zone is the zone of the average. Amen. And a comfort zone is a haven for mediocrity. Amen. Comfort zone is a place of the average and the neutral. Nothing ever comes out of mediocrity. So I want to tell you, don't seek comfort, but seek to come forth 
into your destiny. See, a comfort zone is a form of being anesthetized. Amen. It's a form of death when you're in the comfort zone because you don't have any passion in you. You, you can tell when you're in the comfort zone. You begin to lose your passion. A amen. 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 So I, I think that now it's time for the church to become passionate about something. Amen. Passionate about something. Amen. So when you are in the comfort zone, you see, you don't get excited about anything. Amen. I had a brother one time tell me after church is over, he said, Pastor, I said, yeah. He said, I almost got happy today. <laughs> I told him, I said, well, you keep working at it. You might get there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Whenever you're in the comfort zone, you're not passionate about anything. You, you don't get excited about anything. Amen. Amen. You don't want to get excited. Everything is copacetic, and you're trying to keep everything maintained. Well, you don't get ahead by maintaining. You get ahead by doing something that you don't ordinarily do. Now, I think I'll tell you that if you try to leave the comfort zone, it's going to put a little stress on you. Yeah, you, you're going to have some pressure in your life, but that's all right because it'll pay off down the road. Amen. Just understand that you're coming out of your comfort zone. And if you want something that you have never had, you have to do something that you've never done because if you keep on doing what you have always done, then you'll always get what you always got. Amen. Amen. The comfort zone. The comfort zone promises you security, but it provides no opportunity. The opportunity is outside the comfort zone. There is no opportunity in the comfort zone. Dr. Carlisle Stewart Fielding is a pastor in Arizona, and in his book, Reclaiming What Was Lost, he makes this statement, and I quote, in order for the church to be re-energized, it must also have a conversion or reconversion experience. Individuals need genuine conversion. And then the church at large can experience redemption and salvation. The church needs a conversion experience from the constraints of institutionalism and organized religion to the practice of wholesome, vital, energized Christian spirituality. This means prescribing the things that empower people spiritually, such as bringing your Bibles to church. Matter of fact, how many of you brought your Bible? Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, <clears throat> see, New Mission, New Mission is a B.O.B. -B church. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. B-Y-O-B, bring your own Bible. He says bringing their Bibles to church, reading their Bibles, engaging in Bible study, developing a devotional life, 
and learning how to pray. So you've got to leave the place of security to experience the land of opportunity. Amen. And you just might have great opportunity facing you right now. Maybe God is saying to you, I have set before you an open door. Amen. Amen. It's time to leave the comfort zone because it promises security but has no opportunity. Now listen, in the comfort zone, there is no struggle. But the flip side is, there is no progress. In the comfort zone, there is no resistance. But in the comfort zone, there is no growth. In the comfort zone, there is nothing new. So there is nothing learned. In the comfort zone, there are no battles. But there are no victories. In the comfort zone, you don't shed any tears, but neither do you rejoice. In the comfort zone, you eat, but you are never filled. See, the comfort zone, the comfort zone focuses on what you want to do instead of what you need to do. <clears throat> well, Pastor Venice, we need to know as pastors in these days and times that we're preaching to folk, many of whom, who don't want what they need and need what they don't want. A amen. 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 The comfort zone is where you focus on what you want to do instead of what you need to do. And so when you get ready to do anything, you need to start asking yourself, is this something that I want to do or is this something that I need to do? Amen. We need to rate things according to their priority. See, people in the comfort zone are known to do what they want to do, and that's why they never get ahead. You have to do what you need to do when you need to do it so that you can reap the rewards of it. If you will do what you need to do when you need to do it, a time will come where you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. Amen. Yeah, you, you, you. And then, then, if we're going to leave the comfort zone, we need to know that we have to give up in order to go up. Amen. One reason that people don't want to leave the comfort zone is because giving up to them implies loss. But all bona fide change, all authentic change, all genuine change includes loss. And that's why people don't uh, like to change because they have to lose that old way that they've been doing it. But all change involves loss. You got to give up in order to go up. And I want to tell you something that I read today. It said, he who never tries to do what he cannot do will never do all that he can. Amen. You will never tap into your potential until you attempt to do something that is beyond your past. Amen. And life lets you try to do something beyond what you've already mastered. You'll never grow 
The Bible says that Moses chose to suffer, chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Listen, he chose to make himself uncomfortable. My God, my God. He could have taken the easy route. And, and when they came to him, he could have told him, listen, I'm Pharaoh's kid. You all handle that on your own. That's your problem. But the Bible says he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. You see, Moses decided to live by his character and values and conscience rather than pleasure and comfort and convenience. And one thing in the church today is we worry about having fun too much. Amen. We worry about having fun too much. We worry about having a good time. We ought to have a God time. And, and if we have a God time, it ain't going to always be fun. No, 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 no. Unless you are challenged to do what you cannot do, you will never do all that you can. Amen. And who, who is afraid of doing too much will often wind up doing too little. Amen. Amen. We've got to leave the comfort zone. The Bible tells us that all things are possible to him who believes. I hear Paul saying, he said, in him who strengthens me, I'm able for anything. Paul says, streaming through me is the power of God. We look at your neighbor and tell them, streaming through me right now is the power of God. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Amen. Give him a hand of praise right now. Amen. Amen. Right now, right now, we are honored to be host to the holy. Amen. The power of God is streaming through us right now. And that's why we need revivals. That's why we need prayer meeting. That's why we need Sunday mornings. Because we, when we live in a world like this, we discover that output without intake is fatal. Amen, amen, amen. You see, the longer an orchestra plays, the more the instruments need tuning. The farther an airplane flies, the more it requires ground service. And the more strenuous the task we face, the greater the need of hearing that still small voice, the one that restores our soul. Amen. So I'm trying to say tonight that we cannot become what we need to be by remaining what we are. It's time we must leave the comfort zone. Now, I think I'll tell you that if you're going to try to leave the comfort zone, you're going to have to become accustomed to pain. Amen. Yeah, you're going to have to have some pain. Amen. But don't be afraid to make yourself uncomfortable. You're going to have some pain, but I think I ought to tell you that pain has purpose in it. Amen. Pain has purpose in it. 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, you don't even want to try to live without some pain. Amen. Amen. It, it, it was not good times that taught you how to pray. Come on, somebody. It, it was not easy times that gave you a testimony. Come on, somebody. It was not on Sunny Street where you learned how to pray. It was some pain involved. It was some pain involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was some pain involved. And when you see folks shout in church, don't think that they're shouting because everything is all right. No, no. Most often they're shouting because of the goodness of God that they have experienced in painful situations. Yeah, you got to have some pain. Eh? You got to have some pain. Yes, 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 yes. Every stage of life has a different glory to it. Whether you're in your tender teens, your teachable 20s, your tireless 30s, your forcible 40s, your fearful 50s, your seasoned 60s, your settled 70s, your aching 80s, your nebulous 90s, or your humble hundreds. Every stage of life has a unique glory. Oh, yes, brothers and sisters. Yes, I came by tonight to tell you that we've got to press beyond where we are. And if we're going to do something, you're going to experience some pain. It's going to cost you something. See, everybody in the church ain't been born again yet. Huh? Everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. Amen. Some of the worst hurts I've ever had. Help me, somebody. I said some of the worst hurts I ever got was not out on the street corner. Some of the worst hurts I ever received in my life I got in church. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. If you're going to grow, you're going to hurt. And if you don't want to grow, you're never going to hurt. Understand that pain is normal in life. Amen. So if you're going to try to avoid pain, you're missing it. Amen. You're going to go through some painful situations. You're going to go through some uncomfortable situations. It's a natural part of life. Amen. Harry Emerson Fosdick says that he was a better preacher after he had his nervous breakdown. Oh, yeah, you're going to go through some things in life. Don't try to live life without pain. As a matter of fact, I don't want to hear a preacher preach who ain't never went through no pain. If you ain't never suffered, you ain't got nothing to tell me. If you don't know what it's like to live and try to preach with a broken heart, you ain't got nothing to tell me. 
If you don't know what it's like to walk the floor in the midnight hour, you ain't got nothing to tell me. If you don't know what it's like when you have to leave a disturbed house and come and try to preach, you ain't got nothing to tell me. I want to hear somebody that's been through something so can help me when I go through. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. I know you want it to be easy. I know you want it to be trouble-free, but it's going to cost you something. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Somebody said, smooth seas never made good sailors. Amen. If you're ever going to learn how to navigate in this life, you're going to have to deal with some rough waters. Amen. Well, you'll be up sometimes and then down the next. Well, let me get to my text and I won't bother you much longer. In my text, in my text tonight, uh, the text says that begins with the story of Abraham. And you know Abraham's story. The Bible says that there was a day in the life of Abraham where God intervened in Abraham's life. Said to him, Abraham, I've got a special calling for you. Said, but I want to tell you from the outset, you can't be what I want you to be. And you can't become what I want you to come where you are. Huh? So he says, the first thing that I've got to tell you is that if you want to be what I want you to be, and if you want to become and you want to realize all my promises, you're going to have to do some leaving. Yeah, he said, now I know it's going to hurt you because some of the folk you're going to have to leave is kinfolk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, some of the folk you gonna have to leave are, are, are relatives. Yeah, you're gonna have to leave them behind because in this journey, you can't take everybody with you. I wish I had a witness here tonight. In this journey, you can't take everybody with you. There's some folk you have to tell adios. Bye-bye. So long. See you later. He had to leave some folk. Uh-huh, but he began his journey. <laughs> and all he had going for him was a promise. Ah, praise God. The Lord told him, said, Abraham, I'm giving you a promise. I, I'm going to take you to a land that I will show you. Well, well Lord, where am I going? Don't worry about that. Uh-huh, and, and how long will it take me to get there? Don't worry about that either. <laughs> Just go where I tell you to go. Amen. And so Abraham, the Bible says, and I love this part, Abraham went out not knowing whither he went. And do you know that's what this journey is like? <laughs> This journey is designed specifically for folk who will go not knowing. Don't know what you're going to face on this journey. Don't know if you'll see tomorrow, but all you find yourself is you're still going and not knowing. 
Yeah, but you know, I think that's a, a good thing <laughs> because I think if we knew everything, <laughs> help me somebody, if we knew everything that we were going to face on this journey, some of us must, might, might still be back at square one. But I'm glad that the Bible says Abraham went out not knowing, just trusting in the Lord. And I come to tell you, brothers and sisters, uh, that's what this journey is all about. It's just trusting the Lord one day at a time. Amen. And, and that's why I believe if the Lord wakes you up in the morning, it's time for a little praise and worship. Lord, have mercy. I believe if he opens your eyes in the morning and you can put one foot out of the bed, it's time right then and there to have a little praise and worship and look up to heaven and say, Lord, I thank you for one more day. You kept me all night long. Yes, you did. And you woke me up right early this morning. I've got the activities of my limb, and I'm clothed in my right mind. And Lord, I just want to say thank you for one more day. Oh, yes, I am. One day at a time. Yeah, going and not knowing. I see Abraham making his journey, yeah, trusting in the Lord, telling the familiar goodbye, telling all of his old friends goodbye, telling some of his relatives goodbye. Where you going, Abe? All I know is I've got a call to come away from the comfort zone. I'm going out where I, all I got is a promise. Will you tell your neighbor he promised? Oh, he promised. Didn't he promise never to leave me? Never to leave me. Leave me alone every day, every hour. I'm leaning and depending on him. Yes, I am. I see Abraham moving. The Bible says that he believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness' sake. The Bible says he staggered not at the promises of God. Well, as I take my seat here, one of the most beautiful things you can ever see in the church is to see a baby Christian grow up. One of the most beautiful things you can see in the church is to see a hating Christian sweeten up. One of the most beautiful things you can see in the church is to see a lazy Christian work up. One of the most beautiful things you can see in the church is to see a stingy Christian pay up. One of the most beautiful things you can see in the church is a separate Christian 
come into the fold. It's a blessing to see God work. It's a blessing to see God turn us around. It's a blessing to see God lift us up. It's a blessing to see God fill us up. It's a blessing to see God fire us up. It's a blessing. God, God, even God cannot do much with comfortable people. Oh, I pray tonight that this is a gathering of people who are unsatisfied. I pray that this is a gathering tonight of people who are saying to the Lord, Lord, lift us up where we belong. Think, I'll tell you, new mission. You think you've seen God bless you. You ain't seen nothing yet. Huh? I tell you what. If you just step outside of your comfort zone, huh? Yeah, and make a full commitment to God. Uh-huh. If you tell the Lord, use me till you use me up. If you tell the Lord all that I am and all that I have, I'm yours, Lord. I'm not much, but if you want me, you can use me. Use me in your service. Draw me nearer day by day, for I'm willing to run on all the way. Oh, yeah. God is calling us. He's calling us from the comfort zone to get busy, busy for the Lord, to break old patterns, yeah, to challenge yourself, to see where you can become more useful to God, yeah. Yes, pressing your way. Yeah. I hear Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind. I asked him, I said, Paul, what you doing? He said, I'm pressing. I said, well, what are you pressing for? He said, as a mark. I said, what kind of mark is it? He said, it's the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So that's what I'm pressing for. Yes. Oh, yeah. If, if, and I got to say if, if we really want revival, if we really want divine resuscitation, 
if we want to see the power of God. And I'm talking about the God who heals. The God who cast out demons. The God who transforms life. Then we're going to have to leave. We're going to have to stop worrying about service being too long. Amen. I ain't never heard nobody come to church and complain that the baseball game was too long. Yes. If we want revival, if we're hungry for revival, God knows I'm hungry. I am. I'm hungry. Hungry. I am tired of dead, dull, dry, lifeless worship. Amen. And God wants to do so much. So much. He wants to do. Eager to do. But he is not going to bless us. He is not going to empower us until we become willingly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Blessed are the uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Blessed are the uncomfortable. Blessed are the, we got a lot of folk that saved, but we ain't got a lot of folk that's hungry. Amen. Your doors of the church are open.